Hello, you're listening to Not The Queen's English, the podcast where we talk about life in the UK and all things related to British English. My name's Holly. And my name's Murray. And this week we're talking all about the royal family. We certainly are. Bit late to the party, given that the, the coronation was... Uh... Oh, to that specific party. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, the, the, the metaphorical yeah, party. Yeah, no one ever talks about the royal family now that the coronation That's happened. true, it's no longer relevant. <laughs> We're no, a let's, let's not get into that this early in the podcast. Because um, <laughs> what we need to do is uh, start by talking about uh, something topical. Because our last podcast was about Eurovision. Mm. And as we record this, we are still uh, sort of in this, the sad aftermath <laughs> of, of Eurovision. Because we came second from bottom. Yeah. Which is really sad. Uh, you know... Yeah, I'm not saying that we sh- we were winners. Like, I didn't think we were going to win. But coming second from bottom is sad because, you know, not naming any names, but there were a few quite boring songs. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Like, when you were saying that, oh, we're still in the sad aftermath, yeah. I, was, I felt like that you know, when it ended. Yeah. But I must say, like, I, I just feel a bit of a warm glow from Eurovision. I just enjoyed it so much this year. Mm. Like, yeah, okay, the result was not great for us, but I don't know, you never watch Eurovision desperately hoping your country's going to win. Well, we certainly don't, because that would be complete. <laughs> but there'd be no chance. I think this is the thing that we we had a bit of false hope, because yeah. Sam Ryder came second last year, and we were like, oh my word, maybe... Yeah. This is it now. People don't hate us anymore and we <laughs> might get a good result. I think but, uh... as well, this is one of the only times I've watched it where I've really been into the song and like listened to it beforehand. Because yeah. um... I'm not a huge fan of the Sam Ryder song. He's got a great voice and he seems like a really nice bloke and everything, but yeah. I, it's not really my kind of thing. But I, yeah, the, like I Wrote a Song is just a bop and it's a bop. we've listened to it a lot. Yeah. So yeah. But you know, there we are. Um, but it was it was such a good show. Like it was a good show. It was lush to see it in Liverpool. Yeah, and the sort of uh, Merseyside uh, medley of songs. And oh my things. god, I felt like almost teary when they did yeah. "You'll Never Walk Alone." Yeah. I thought that was so moving. It's so nice. Um, <laughs> Daddy Freyer doing "Hold Again" was one of the most surreal moments of I my know. life. I know. Well, especially because they were like, "Let's pick some, you know, iconic." <laughs> They were like, let's pick some iconic songs from Merseyside. And it was like, yeah, of course, John Lennon. Of course they picked You'll Never Walk Alone. Like, you know, these are big things. And then they picked Atomic Kitten's Hole again. Yeah, it's hard hard to explain just what a sort of tonal shift that is. Yeah, but people love that song and it sounded great and everyone sang along. Yeah. I must say, like, I love as well that um, Mae Muller had put in her story that the result was camp, (laughs) which I... (laughs) I, I find the word camp so difficult to define because I well, quite I think often... everyone finds it quite difficult oh, yeah, to like define. Famously. And we use it constantly we use it because constantly. our life is just pre camp. So I'm always having to put it in the cheat sheet and like having to explain it in slightly different contexts. But like. Right, Susan Sontag. Oh my god. I've actually got our notes on camp on my bookshelf. Maybe in I future would quite like we to read could, it, but uh... I think it would make me furious. Probably. Because, like, like, stop trying to like intellectualise camp. When... Well, but I'm like, it is a very complex subject, but I. I can't help but assume that she will make it more complex and more complicated than it needs to be. Wow, there we go. Um, but yeah, I just think May Miller describing coming second from last as camp. Yeah, that's that's a moment. That really but, did something yeah. for me. <laughs> I thought she gets it. She, she gets knows it. what it's all about. Yeah, she she knew the assignment. Oh, um, so yeah, like Eurovision, it was a great night. The the inclusion of Mel Gidreich as a commentator standing in for Graham Norton yeah. when he was doing his sort of. Well, this is what's interesting because I don't know how like 
I wonder if our listeners will have seen anything of Mel Goodrich on the night because obviously well she... <laughs> churning the butter well churning the butter but I wonder <laughs> did everybody see that that's the thing because we I think some countries you guys have an ad break we don't have that so we get lots of very excruciating um, <laughs> they, people are just like minding their own beeswax backstage <laughs> and then the, the sort of presenters jump over and they're like right tell us what you think yeah, about Alicia this yeah Alicia Dixon comes and does a rap out there <laughs> So, yeah, um, Mel Goodrich, who was formerly one of the co-presenters of The Great British Bake Off before the great scandal that saw it moving over to Channel 4. Uh, Regular listeners to the show will be familiar with Oh, yeah. This. I mean, if you, if, if you know anything about British culture, then you know about the terrible, uh, all the controversies that have surrounded Bake Off. But mm. Mel Goodrich, part of the uh, comedy double act Mel and Sue, mm. uh, Sue Perkins being uh, the Sue in question, and yeah she she's done the sort of I don't know what you call it like the sort of person who announces the points for your country she's done that for the UK before because she can speak French Uh, and because Graham Norton was on stage presenting this time she did some of the backstage sort of commentary uh, for Eurovision this year which was just very nice she was adorable yeah she was super cute Um, so yeah it was just it was a fun time and we sure hope you had a lovely night watching it wherever you are and if you didn't watch it you missed yourself. You'll you'll need to tune in next year. You missed yourself. Maybe that's that a Scottish thing. thing. It sounds very sort of catch yourself on as well. I just mean like you missed out. But yeah. we say like you missed yourself. Like if you didn't go to an event, oh you missed yourself. We had a really good time. Oh. Maybe that's a Scottish thing. I'll I'll find out when I when I write the cheat sheet. Okay. Well, um, there we go. We've all learned something. Every day is a school day, and not the Queen's English. Exactly. Um. But yeah, shall we move on to the yes, the main event. The main event. I'm doing a fanfare because it's about royalty. Oh my god, on theme. Yeah, thank you. Very good. Mm. Um, Okay, so the royal family. Now, okay, we are not going to talk about them in sort of political terms because, like, that's not fun. Whatever. You don't want to listen to us (laughs) ranting on. If you've listened to us at all, you've probably guessed what our sort of constitutional stance on the monarchy is. But who cares? We enjoy the camp, and so that's what we're going to talk about. Well, yeah. Uh, the slash, the sort of, you know, how they... How they're perceived in the UK, the role they yeah, play. The scandals, um... the, the catchphrases. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, we are not amused? Oh my God, yeah. That is, that's, is that like the only sort of royal catchphrase that there is? I suppose um, there were three people in the marriage um but she wasn't a member of the royal family at that point i suppose and also whatever that means when charles was asked if he was in love with diana he said that oh, yeah i think i like, have heard that before that's oh that's are horrible. you very much in love whatever that means um oh. yeah so i said catchphrases just very flippantly but no there, but there actually turns out so that, we, sorry, we should, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We are, <laughs> we are not amused. I think people mainly associate that with Queen Victoria. Yeah. Although they do say it just about the royal family generally. Mm. And it's just supposed to be, I don't know where it well, comes from. Well, I think from. it's this thing called the royal we, uh, uh, yeah. where people sort of, and I don't know if this is true, but the, the sort of, the monarch will say things like, oh, we need to do this, just meaning I. But I suppose because, you know, they're meant to be the sort of, uh, a figurehead of the whole country. Yeah. Maybe it's sort of extended into their pronouns. Yeah, it's weird. People talk about the royal we. And, like, so, for example, if you say... If I say to you, like, um, oh, you know, uh, we need to tidy the flat. 
Yeah, and I'm like, like, <laughs> is, is that the royal we? It's a way of sort of like expressing surprise that someone's including other. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, a way it's of like, well, of, yeah, you're more than welcome to take yeah, the flat, but I hope um, that I'm included. And yet, whenever people do an impression of the of the royal family, mm. particularly the recently departed queen, mm-hmm. they'll say, "Oh, one thought that was rather amusing." Yeah. Like they won't say "we," which is quite interesting. Mm. But yeah, the royal we. And we are not amused. It's just meant to be this thing that, like, I guess because Queen Victoria was always photographed looking very, like, dour and, yeah. and unimpressed. Well, she was in mourning for something like 45 years or something. Because yeah. she was, before Queen Elizabeth II, she was the longest reigning monarch, wasn't yeah. she? So, yeah. um yeah, I, I suppose people think of her as being very sort of solemn and somber because she was wearing mourning clothes for mm. such a long time. Um but I mean, I, yeah, I don't know if she ever actually said we are not amused about something. But any fans of Doctor Who, if you've seen the episode where Queen Victoria makes an appearance, Billy Piper's character spends most of the episode trying to make her say we are not amused. She keeps ah. saying, you know, do, do you find that funny? That that's not very um, that's not very funny, is it? What, <laughs> what do you think? Um, and I'm not sure if she ever says it. But, that is so funny. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? If this is something that I enjoy. There's lots of things sort of around the royal family that I think we both enjoy. Things like um, sort of plates with really ugly <laughs> pictures of Prince Charles, or should I say King Charles now. Uh, no one can get used to calling him King Charles. No. Everyone's just, everyone just still calls him Prince Charles. King Prince Charles. Yeah. So like, but yeah, so the kind of memorabilia I do quite enjoy. Uh, and yeah, the fact that there are made-for-TV movies uh so there's the William and Kate story can I just say these are not like the plates are sort of endorsed by the royal family like maybe not officially but it's sort of like an accepted part of the culture whereas the films I think are extremely unofficial yeah and I don't know if they've been shown on tv in the UK I think they were made for the Hallmark channel Um, and I think a lot of them were filmed in the US as well but we we really enjoyed we found one of them on YouTube really enjoyed might be an overstatement well because it's just so ridiculous because it's got like for some reason Charles and Camilla are always just like painting just doing watercolour (laughs) And I don't think that's a sort of stereotype of them. Uh, and then um, at one point, um, is it is it the Queen who says, like, oh, it's um, nice to have an excuse to get the good crockery out and dress up? And it's like, that's literally all you yeah, do. Yeah, or like, oh, it's so nice to have the family all together. It's interesting, because, like, just thinking about the, the watercolour thing and being like, that's not something... As far as I know, that's not something people associate with Prince Charles. But I think people do... There are things that are really associated with different royal family members. So, like, Prince Charles, I think, talked a lot about how you should, like, talk to plants. Yeah. And I think he was, like, known as being... I don't know, hippie is not the right word. What passes for a hippie in aristocratic Yeah, of kind of... uh, He had a range of organic food that they sold at Waitrose. Mm. uh, Dutchie of Cornwall. (laughs) Yeah, Dutchie Originals. Uh, Yeah, I think it might be called Dutchie Organics now. But it could be Dutchie Originals. But, yeah, I mean, and sort of he has a farm shop uh, that's sort of quite near where my parents live. Yeah. Uh, that That's kind of, yeah, what people associate with him. Okay, so I'm glad we covered a couple of, like, catchphrase type things. Mm. I'm, glad, I'm glad we covered We Are Not Amused. But I've, I've written down some more just, like, general British English phrases that mm. I wanted to cover. And I've got some example sentences that will sort of steer us to maybe some discussion of the royal family okay. that, we, that we haven't touched on yet. Yeah. Um, okay, so my first one is the verb to flog. 
Right. Right? And my example sentence for this is, let's face it, the only reason we keep the royals is so we can keep flogging commemorative plates to tourists and mad old ladies. <laughs> Disgust. <laughs> mad old ladies. I think that is very much the aesthetic that is being aimed at with, with the plates. Okay. I know I know we enjoy them, but I think partly why we enjoy them is that sort of chintzy, frilly aesthetic. Oh, and you know, one of my favourite, and I really, I'd like to get my hands on this, but... <laughs> When uh, Wills and Kate got married, uh, some factory produced plates that had Harry and Kate oh, on them, yeah. and, uh, and I think it still said Prince William, but it was just a picture of Harry. That and I would, I'd love to get my hands on those. Yeah. Okay, flogging. Yeah. Uh... So anyway, flogging means selling, but always with uh, with um, a connotation of like selling something that's maybe not very good quality mm. and maybe selling it in large quantities to people who are maybe unsuspecting of, of the poor quality yes. of it. Um, I mean, it, it it doesn't necessarily imply anything like illegal or really dodgy, but it's quite a sort of like dismissive way yeah. of saying Yeah, you, um, you probably wouldn't say about like, you know, something very high quality and expensive, no. like, oh, you know, oh, I just need to flog this collection of Vermeers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or that would, yeah. You might say that humorously. Yeah, but it, um, yeah, it would. It certainly has like a sort of connotation market. of like stack them high, sell them cheap, yeah. sort of thing. So yeah, exactly. Mm. Well, that that's the thing. I think that also sort of um, taps into a constant debate that that goes on in the UK about people saying like. Um, they're really good value for money Uh, and the sort of like I don't know if people work out like how much it is per person per day uh, to sort of have the royal family versus how much they bring in in revenue Uh, that's sort of the two sides of the argument yeah the the thing people always say in response to that is people still visit Versailles and look what happened to the French royal family but I'll leave it there okay Okay, shall we move on Mm -hmm. next one clangor or to drop a clangor (laughs) yeah Prince Philip certainly dropped a few clangers in his time. <laughs> so, you know, Prince Philip, may he rest in peace, he was sort of famous for saying pretty unacceptable things. Yeah. Um, oh, God. And just sort of getting away with it. So dropping a clanger basically just means, like, saying something extremely inappropriate or, like, embarrassing. Mm. Um, I guess it's sort of like, it's almost like onomatopoeic thing of, like, Someone says something and you can... It's just a clang. Yeah, you like, can, like, the impact it. of it is just, like, resonating yeah. through everyone. I'm just like, oh, yeah. God, did you really just say that? So, like, for example, I think he was introduced to, like, a Polish scientist who was working in the UK who had made some, like, important discovery yeah. and, and said to him, like, oh, are you over here picking strawberries then? Oh, so just, like, God. really unacceptable things. But, you know, he's a mad old rich man, so, like, nothing ever really happened off the back of no, it. No, but it, what, he was just known for it. <laughs> Wasn't yeah, it he? was. It's just people were always like, "Oh God, is he going to say something yeah. like, unacceptable?" Oh. Yeah, that was that was so much his reputation. Yeah, how um, weird. Yeah, it's weird that these things are just like sort of known about, and it's like okay. <laughs> well, so because that was weird because that's kind of all I really knew about him mm. and then we watched The Crown and Matt Smith plays uh, that was very him. confusing yeah it's very <laughs> difficult for all of us being like hang on yeah. <laughs> so we, we're meant to fancy Prince Philip now is that is that how it works yeah culturally and psychologically very difficult <laughs> um, okay so my next phrase is I, I think this is a really important phrase the done thing ah so my my sentence for this is I'm not sure whether people watch the Queen's speech because they really love the monarchy or whether it's just the done thing. Now, I've called it the Queen's speech there. 
uh, because I cannot get my head around calling it the king's. Yeah, speech. people might think we mean the film. Yeah, well, yeah, that's confusing. They should have thought about that. Yeah, they, they, need, some, they need some rebranding. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, the done thing. I think mm. it's interesting in in that context because I think you'd have to be. I think you'd have to be quite posh for that to be the done thing. Yeah, although I've chosen that as the example sentence, I, I do actually think that the people who bother to watch the King's speech as it is now do care about it. Yeah. I think, I mean, for some people, so, you know, for context, um, that is the speech that's broadcast on Christmas Day. Uh, where the monarch uh, sort of addresses the nation at Christmas. Which I've never seen. I've never seen it either. But for a lot of people, and again, those and such as those, yeah. uh, an- another important <laughs> British English phrase, um, for a lot of people that is like an an unmissable part of Christmas Day. That is as essential as the turkey, the Brussels sprouts. Mm. That kind of makes Christmas for them. So I guess if you grew up in that kind of family, like it, that, it probably is just the done thing yeah. for you. Um, but it's interesting. So the done thing, I mean, yeah. it, it does just mean... I mean <laughs> the, the thing that is done. But it it means more than that. It's like, it's the appropriate thing. Um, last thing, for me, it has, I, I think it has quite sort of posh, upper class connotations. Right. Because it'll be the sort of thing of like... Um, oh, you know, I, I would never um, drink at Ascot. It's just not the done thing or something. Yeah. It's sort of, often it's referring to, oh, by the way, I think people do drink at Ascot. That's the whole <laughs> point of people going to the races. But um, I, I think it often it, it's kind of uh, describing a set of rules that yeah. maybe not everybody is party to when someone says, oh, it's just not the done thing. That's very interesting. I think that can be what it means, but I think certainly in my family or like people I've known... I've definitely also heard it more in the context of just of like, is that what people do in this situation? Not necessarily like, yeah. is that what people of our social standing do? Is it just like appropriate socially for any person? Well, I think maybe the the sort of um, I would sort of the the point of differentiation between those for me would be that um, if you say like, is it the done thing? Mm. I think that applies to what you're talking about there. I think people saying it's not the done thing often it is you know yeah. maybe they're casting judgment on the other person yeah a bit. yeah you're you're probably right what what i think sounds super posh is it was simply not done <laughs> yes. i think that's a posher way of saying it's not the yeah, done thing and that oh that's usually more about yeah like cutting the nose off the yeah. cheese or whatever <laughs> it, yeah it is not done it's, it's just like not done. brackets by people of our class, yeah. and you should know that. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that you don't know that means that you're not part of our class. I think there's so much kind of buried in it. It's, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, this next one, I, I, I don't know if you'll think this is inappropriate. Oh, but, God. Um, but okay. we can very easily cut it out. But it, it's the phrase posh totty. Oh, right, uh-huh. Which is just funny, isn't yeah. it? Um, so, yeah, my, my uh, example sentence is, looking back, it's hard to understand why people went so mad about Pippa Middleton's bum. I guess people just love a bit of posh totty. Ah, okay, yeah, the, the example sentence is uh, an interesting choice, but <laughs> posh totty, I don't, do people really say totty in any other context apart from, I suppose they do, like a bit of totty, but it it does sort of mean a good looking posh person, doesn't yeah. it? It's 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 really only used in that context. Well, what I always think of as well is um, in the Curse of the Were Rabbit. Yes, they... she called Lady Tottingham. Or yeah, something. but they call her Cormac Totty. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's just so, so posh Totty 
can is a bit of a set phrase in itself, mm. but but toti generally just means like yeah, an attractive posh woman. Mm. Um, and the Pippa Middleton reference is yeah, this is something that I I didn't, I didn't get it I at just, the time. No. I still don't really get it. But there was this big sort of hullabaloo <laughs> uh, after Kate Middleton's wedding because. Uh, Pippa Middleton was I suppose she wasn't the bridesmaid because that's not the done thing she must have been the sort of maid of honour or something I I don't think they have adult bridesmaids at royal weddings Um, but she she was some kind of attendant maybe it's the flower girls are children and then a bridesmaid could be an adult but she walked up the aisle and people made a big song and dance about her bum her her rear view generally her rear view yeah (laughs) is that a thing I think so okay People, okay, people made a big thing about uh, what she looked like from the back. Her figure. Talking about her bottom in particular. And I, I just don't really get it because she is extremely slim and there's not really a, there's not really a bottom there. But she, I suppose she had a very sort of figure-hugging thing, whereas Kate Middleton's dress was a bit more in the sort of Grace Kelly mm. thing of like a long sleeve and no, a nipped really in nice, waist. I it thought. was very beautiful, yeah. Um, but people were sort of like, oh... That Kate Middleton was furious because Pepper Middleton was sort of upstaging her yeah. by wearing this dress, and I, I didn't get it. At it the was time. a very I weird still don't. moment um, in pop culture. And then there was Pippa's party book. Well, this is the thing. Then so Pippa Middleton became. I mean, she was obviously a bit of a celebrity because her sister was marrying into the royal family. But yeah, she has a book about sort of party tips, which is kind of it could be called like Pippa Middleton's "Is This the Done Thing?" Because it's all just things like. Um, Oh, if if you have guests over, you should uh, pop pop a bottle of wine in the fridge. Yeah, people really ripped into it. Yeah, it, I I've never. I think we found it in a charity shop and had a little look through it. And it's probably not as bad as all that, but people were really going on about it as if it was just like, here's a tip: why not serve foods at your party? <laughs> yeah. um, and well, because how the the Middleton family. Mm owned maybe they still own party pieces which mm. is a, a a company selling stuff for parties i guess like disposable plates and bunting and all that kind of thing yeah. so i guess they thought well she must you know she's posh and she's from a, a family that has a party business yeah. so she'd be perfect to write a book about how to have a, a great party yeah and it but yeah it was just famously very bad mm. um and yeah and her her famous bum as well that's <laughs> A big part of what I remember about the the that royal wedding, Kate and Will's. Yeah, the sort of aftermath of it, anyway. If not, yeah, I don't think at the time I batted an eye. Oh no, but people really went on. About it's just it. mad to think about it now, especially like given where sort of beauty standards have gone, especially in that yeah. region. <laughs> yeah, the bigger the better now. Yeah. Uh, whereas then, I suppose we were still in the sort of. Yeah, I wouldn't say heroin chic, but oh very sort of. Um, yeah, it post was, Kate Moss, Kira Knightley sort of era. Yeah, of just like slender ladies, but yeah, so posh totty. Yeah, <laughs> um, so there very... you go. Maybe, maybe not one that anyone's going to use in in real but you life. Might, but... but you might hear it, and yeah, I think it's a good yeah, one to know. It is just kind of silly. So yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I've got one last one, and oh, right. I, I love this expression. Okay. It's to raise a few eyebrows. Okay. Um, my example sentence is. It's funny to think now, with everything that's happened since, but it actually raised a few eyebrows when Wills and Kate got together. Yes! So it was considered somewhat controversial that Wills was marrying a commoner. Um, now that she's like Saint Kate that everybody loves, uh, and you know she can play piano for half a second in the Eurovision 
uh, opening sequence. Mm. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to sort of get your head around that. But at the time, it was yeah considered. Yeah, it's so funny because so commoner meaning she didn't have a title Mm. so whereas like princess diana was lady diana before she got married Mm. uh, and i think most people who have married into the royal family particularly the sort of like high-ranking ones like people who are you know first in line second in line to the throne uh, have tended to marry other members of the aristocracy. <laughs> yeah, or uh, or members of, like, other royal families from other countries. Yeah, so Kate Middleton was a commoner, which was just hilarious to sort of 99.9% of people in yeah. the UK because she, her, I think, was her dad a pilot? Um, she went to really posh schools. Yeah. She's from a really posh area. They're they're really wealthy. They I guess mixed in very sort of fancy circles, and the idea <laughs> that you know, oh, he's marrying a commoner is yeah. just quite hilarious. Well, everybody likes a bit stupid. of rough. Don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thought of like, oh dear, you know, where's he found her? <laughs> yeah, Which, but I, I think that's partly why Americans are so into into it because it's, it's very, very fairy tale, isn't yeah. it? But yeah, to raise a few eyebrows basically means to. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I really enjoy the phrase because it implies like to cause some sort of controversy, but in like the lightest way possible. And it's it describes quite a sort of British reaction to things as well. The idea that like yeah, not saying anything, no, but, just um, arching your brows a little bit yeah. to mean like, all right, I'm not sure if that's on. Mm, um, I'm not sure that's the done thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's funny because. It is a very sort of mild, mm. but then they they it's often used in things like I don't know there'll be some political scandal uh, in Downing Street or whatever, and it'll say oh you know a few eyebrows have been raised yeah. in sort of Boris Johnson's uh, team or whatever, and you're like it really a few <laughs> eyebrows. Uh, so I think it's used in a sort of sardonic sort of way as well. Yeah, often a bit like, of an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, often used about this just like very innocuous things as well. Like, um, oh, you know, Granny wore a bright red dress to the party. That raised a few eyebrows. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, just a really handy phrase. I feel like it's used very often. Mm. Um, do you think there's anything else we, we want to touch on about the royals? Uh, the thing is, we could record so many episodes about the royal family because there is so much to say. They They are a really prominent part of UK culture. We have a lot of opinions about them, which we're not going to go into. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's. I think. I think what is probably worth acknowledging is that I think there has been a bit of a, a shift in the culture recently. A lot of people really loved the Queen. Yeah. And I think even people who were sort of like, oh, I'm not a fan of you know a monarchy, uh, sort of in the abstract, but you know, all oh, fair play to the Queen or whatever. She, you know, she yeah. she sort of. Um, did a lot for the country, I don't know. But um, I think people don't feel so enthusiastic about Prince Charles. Uh, I think there is a sort of noticeable shift. Some people have never forgiven him for what happened with Diana. Yeah. Uh, and and I think also, yeah, just people... He's. I think over the last 20 years or so, he's become a billionaire. And oh, I, yeah, I, I think through investments and stuff. And I think, uh, I don't know, I think there's just a bit of a shift away from like all this like cozy old lady figure to yeah. people being like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, also, like a lot of people, I think, even if in their heart of hearts they're like, okay, I can see that that's not very democratic, they're just a bit like, well, what's the point in like rocking the boat? What's the point in changing anything? Mm. 
is it really a priority? And it's a lot easier to feel that way when, you know, you've got the same old lady who's been around for 60 years. Yeah, like, like she's, you know, since you were a child, yeah. she's been there. But now, like, something has changed. So I think that sort of opens the door for people thinking, like, okay, should we just throw out the whole thing? Mm. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon because, to be honest, even, even for me as someone who does not support the monarchy, like, ideologically... I find it hard to be like, that's my absolute priority. It feels like quite a yeah, symbolic thing. Yeah, there's more thing. important things I feel um, to be getting on with. Yeah, um, so, but yeah, but it's, in, it's interesting to see how it will sort of change, how the sort of culture around it will change going forward. Yeah, and I think um, there's also been, even while the Queen was still around, but there's been a big shift in terms of, like, so like countries that are Commonwealth countries, mm. a lot of them have been seeking independence from the UK, and there have been a lot of calls for the royal family to apologise for the the kind yeah. of role they played in slavery and stuff so like there yeah there, there is a big shift like conversations that I don't think would have been having like people would have been having 10 years ago even no. or even five years ago but yeah I think that's that's probably covered all that we should say about the royal family for now yeah. um if you've got any questions though you can get in touch with us you know through the usual channels on our patreon on instagram uh, we'd be very happy to answer questions because, yeah, there's like, lo- I'm sure loads of people are very confused by it. We're confused by it. <laughs> we have yeah. to live with it. So, yeah, yeah. and it's always, it's always interesting to hear like how people in other countries see it. Um, mm. So, yeah, get in touch if you've got anything to get off your chest in that regard. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for listening. Thank you indeed. And as usual, there will be a cheat sheet for this episode uh, available for, through Patreon. And if you have a look at our Patreon, you may notice that there's some interesting developments currently Ooh. underway, which I'm not going to say too much about at the moment, because we next week's episode is going to get into that in a bit more depth. Uh, so yeah, check that out. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, cheerio. Bye.